Welcome to Brandon Ritchie's official podcast powered by Substack. You can also uh, reach me on brandonritchie.substack.com for all written content and uh, social media on Facebook. I'm also on Getter. I'm available. I have an Instagram account, but uh, I don't engage that account as often because it's just purely fitness-based. And so here I am. This is uh, the title of this podcast. Uh, This is a, I don't know if you give it a title, official title, but I'll tell you what I want to talk about. I want to talk about this, uh, the rise of Generation X in terms of this culture war that we're in, in terms of this information warfare era that we're living through. And this is the first run. This is my first run as a attempting a podcast uh, episode. My first run of doing this. I have written tons of content. I've published over uh, two million words of content in the fitness space, and 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 had experience in the fitness industry for twenty years. I've trained uh, every kind of individual from 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 the novice all the way up to your elite level athletes. Everyone in between, uh, pro fighters. Uh, graduated from the University of Georgia in 2000 and been in the private sector right out of pretty much right out of college and uh, in the fitness industry. And, and so why am I, why am I doing this? What am I, what's the whole purpose here? Everyone's got to have a purpose, right? So, uh, so here's mine. This, um, the last couple of years, as you're well aware, has been rather crazy um, with COVID, the onset of COVID. What I noticed was, and I talked about this in the Substack articles that I have put forward already, and you can see those uh, when you visit the site, the Substack, the Brandon Ritchie Fitness.substack.com. I have a couple of articles, one that just went out uh, just a couple of days ago that was a neutron bomb in terms of really hitting a nerve. I, I actually worked that podcast with a uh, a fellow colleague that I have not met in person. We've spoken online, but he's a great guy. We've, 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 uh, uh, corresponded back and forth numerous times. Uh, his name's Jerry and I, and forgive me if I pronounce your last name wrong, Jerry Curinall. I believe that's correct, but Jerry is, uh, you can see, you can get to his profile there on my piece. And, uh, Jerry, I noticed has been very outspoken regarding, this culture war that we're in regarding this, uh, the absolute bastardization, bastardization of the fitness industry, which I point out is the title of the article. But today I want to talk about this, this, the rise of generation X and its impact on the culture war and this, um, everything that's going on today. You know, there was a quote, I don't consider myself a political guy. I just, uh, I love freedom. I love the constitution. I love my country. I love what the country was founded for, the intent for it, but I do not like the way the country is going and the the direction it's going. And if you're listening to this, I'm sure you understand that. Um, Whether you agree with what I'm saying or not is irrelevant. If you look around and and you have any intellectual honesty about you, you cannot agree that the country is going down a positive path. If you do, I question, <laughs> I question your motives. I question who you are as a person. And this is where we come at a crossroads, I think, with this culture war. This culture war is something that is being 
waged in every institution we have from government to, to social media, you know, to the, to the, to the big giants on social media, to, to, um, you know, the science, so-called science community or scientific community. Um, it's everywhere. So we're looking at this and scratching our heads thinking what the hell happened? Well, I'll tell you what happened. This is information warfare. That's what happens over and over and over. If a lie is repeated, eventually it will begin. The public will begin to think it to be true. And you and I know, hopefully that, uh, this is uh, exactly what's happening. So y- you have to either give in to this repetitive, um, I would say, I would say repetitive um, lies or repetitive misleadings, or you can dig your heels in and you can, you can speak truth and speak it loudly. And then you can, you can move forward in life. And, why is that important other than, you know, the truth is completely important. It's the truth is the difference between, um, you know, whether someone's guilty or innocent, you know, to prove whether a man is innocent of a crime or guilty, you have to understand, you have to get to the truth, not, not a lie, not a manufactured, uh, lie that someone labels as the truth, but the actual truth. And this is the part, this is the part where this postmodern era we're living in, it, it, it causes us to question everything that's going on. That's what postmodernism is. It's a, you know, it, it means it takes the stance, it, it takes the position that the truth is relative. Well, the truth can't be relative because if the truth is relative, that means that means that if you have your truth and I have my truth, and they are in they are completely in opposition, invariably one day there will be conflict should we cross paths. And that's what's happening now. This is the problem that we're facing now. We're not we're allowing those that label a lie as a truth to have a voice in what goes on in the public square. And that's that's the thing that I think is has impacted everything, every institution from your social media to your, uh, you know, your big tech, your big tech contributions, you know, when you go and, you know, renew your subscription every month for whatever, you know, Netflix and Disney, we see everything going on there. So this is something I want to, I want to point towards. And this is a, this is a, uh, you know, this is just a right in your face kind of a, kind of a discussion that we need to have. But I want to talk about, I want to, I want to kind of pivot a little bit and get to what's called generation, the rise of generation X or what I refer to as generation X, the rise of, and that involves, first of all, what's gen X gen X comes right after the baby boomers around 19, anyone born between 1965 and 1980 is considered a gen X or, uh, uh, prior to that, the baby boomers were from 46, roughly up to 1964. Uh, Gen Xers have typically been seen uh, or defined as the group that were uh, kind of directionless and uh, rebellious. 
I like the rebellious part of that. I, I don't know about the directionless part of that. That's Google's definition. So I, I don't know uh, if I totally agree with that part or not, but I'm sure we all have that same feeling if our, if our so-called generations under the microscope, but nonetheless, Gen X, in my opinion, the rebellious part is starting now, I believe, to impact this culture war. Why do I say that? Because here I am sitting, I was born in November 1976. I'm 45 years old. And, uh, you know, I, I've always had that Gen X attitude. I think I've always been more of a rebellious type, certainly was during COVID, didn't like the mandates, resisted the lockdowns, resisted all of the scientism that they wanted to throw at us. And my thing is this, I, 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 I have always been an outlier in terms of not going along with the herd. And it's something I've, I've done and experienced in school and sports. I don't know. I've always just had something inside of me where I wanted to go my own path as best I could. And I think we're all a little bit like that. I think it's just uh, sometimes recognizing when you're when you're doing when the time is right to do that right so so anyway this is uh so yeah the rise of gen x why do i say this well if you look at everything we've experienced in this culture war from cancel culture to to uh censorship and suppression of information now we have this big battle in the public square with elon musk elon musk guess what he's a gen xer and he's going head to head with Twitter. Elon Musk being one of the richest men on the planet. Uh, I don't know what his wealth is, but the guy is obviously extremely successful. I don't agree with Elon Musk on, 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 the, on the transhumanist side of things, but I do appreciate his, his uh, advocacy in terms of uh, you know, promoting free speech. And, 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 and he was also very vocal against lockdowns and all of that during during the the pandemic or so-called pandemic. So he he is he he is a Gen Xer and he's out there and he's waging this war against the administrative state on on this uh, battle with Twitter and purchasing Twitter. So who else? Joe Rogan's another good example. Joe Rogan. I believe I know he's a Gen Xer. I can't remember his birth date. I don't have it on hand. Just, but I know he is. And Joe Rogan is obviously one of the biggest, most successful podcasts on the entire internet. And we all know what Joe Rogan's been through in the last, uh, you know, several months. Um, having Dr. Robert Malone on as a guest, and uh, obviously um, just trying to offer equal perspectives on different topics and not backing down. Well. Some may debate that, but at least the guy has people on and has the people on that he wants to have on. And uh, I respect that. I respect what Joe's doing, and uh, he seems like one of the coolest guys. Obviously, I never met him, but I think he's a cool guy. Um, so there's just a few examples. Uh, and here I am, and I'm just a I'm just a rookie, a starter. Uh, and and but. I'm here. I'm here and I'm putting this down. I'm laying down the foundation to, to uh, in this first run on this podcast to get to the bottom of this. So this is a this is a great opportunity, I think, that we're living in, despite all of the craziness, all of the negative 
all of the definitely con concerning things we're facing in terms of supply chain shortages, food shortages. Where we have to win this battle is right here. You know, as I'm talking to you into this into this microphone on my laptop, you you understand that you know, you have different types of support, right? You have people that are at the tip of the spear that want to fight a fight, all right? And then you have those people that back up those people that are at the tip of the spear. And then you have people that back up the people that back up the people that are at the tip of the spear. So when it comes to something like this podcast or something like uh, my Substack, you know, I'll do the writing, I'll put it out there. I'll put my thoughts out there, my experiences, but I can't do it without your support. And that's how this works. And that's where the warfare comes into play. The other side, the mass media, the drive-by media, the legacy media, uh, the propaganda arm of the Democrat party, however you want to term it, those, that media has a loud microphone and a lot of money. And, that's what makes them such a juggernaut to, to knock down a peg. But I remember, here's a little bit of the Gen Xer coming out of me. I remember the movie, if you ever seen the movie Gladiator, I remember there was a scene in that movie, and I can't recall exactly, and I'm kind of paraphrasing the scene here, but uh, Mar uh, the Russell... Uh, Russell Crowe's character comes in, he's discouraged, he's, he's trying to get revenge for his family. And he's trying to get back at the, at the prince. And he's, and he's having to fight in the Colosseum as a gladiator, risking his life and limb every day, but he mobilizes the other gladiators and, and they start to succeed. They, they work together, they mobilize and they start to succeed. And in doing so, they capture the hearts and the minds of the, of the fans, of the people in the stands, the people. And he's going out there and he's doing this and he sees it, but he's discouraged because he feels like he's uh, running out of time and opportunity to get at this prince who took the lives of his family. And he's in the back and he comes in and there's an elder there's an elder gladiator. And in this scene, this is, this is a pivotal scene, something that really resonates with me, something I held on to for a long time. And, uh, but in that scene, he's, he's expressing his frustration because he feels like he doesn't stand a chance that he's losing. And the elder gladiator looks at him and says something to the effect of, um, look, the prince is the prince. But you may be a lowly gladiator, but you have won the people. He has the position, he has the title of prince, but you have the people at your back. And you see, that was telling to me. That was a very powerful moment. It was something that, uh, it was something in that moment I realized he's right. That's, that's, uh, that's power when you win the hearts and minds of people, not by coercion. You don't win the hearts and minds of people by coercion. You don't win the hearts and minds of people by, by, um, by force. You don't win the hearts and minds of people by, 
by dictating to them how to live their lives. That's not how you win the hearts and minds of people. You win the hearts and minds of people by offering better ideas. You win in the realm of ideas. And in, in, in Gladiator, he, he was winning their hearts and minds, yeah, with force in terms of, you know, surviving, but, but not force against the people. He was, he was through his actions, through, through his fighting, he, he won, he won their respect. And that's, that's the crossroads we're at now. And I think that is the tall tale sign of how you can measure in terms of if someone tells you what, what, what to believe in regards to something, ask yourself, what does this, okay, who is this person? First of all, okay. What's their, what is their position? Okay. And then what's their track record? And then most importantly, what does this person, what does this person have to lose or what, or even more so, what do they have to gain? See, see, this is why when, uh, when the onset of COVID hit and, the the introduction of the therapeutics came into play and I saw that information not only demonized but suppressed. I had to ask myself, why would why would that why would they do that? Why and and why would opposing viewpoints of very credible people like Dr. Robert Malone be suppressed? My my stance is if you have the right if you have the science behind you and you have the right answers behind you, why do you need to suppress any dissenting opinion? If you have, if you're confident in your science, if you're confident in your solutions, you don't need to suppress opposition. In fact, in fact, you should want to invite opposition. It should be the opposite. Um, I mean, look, we used to, you know, growing up, I was very competitive. We would, you know, you play a game, somebody and, you know, you have kids in the backyard, they're playing, you know, uh, a game of basketball in the, in the driveway, or they're playing, uh, football in the backyard and you start beating one group of friends starts beating the other, the other kids get mad and they start accusing you of cheating, you know? Well, you play you play again and you beat them again and and you play by their rules and you beat them again and then he still accuses you of cheating. Well, at some point you got to ask yourself, wait a minute. If if I'm not going to I'm confident that I've won the game. I'm not going prove I will sh- I will play by I'll show you that I have played by the rules and I'll keep beating you. But I'm not going to silence you. I'm not. You can accuse me of being a cheater all you want to. But but if I know that I've got the winning side of the football, I'm not going to. I'm going to welcome you into the game. I'm not going to shy away. I like winning. So if you if you have won the battle, you shouldn't you shouldn't want to crush dissent or silence opposition. That's not that's not what winning is. Uh, in fact, it's the opposite, and it's the opposite of science. And I touched on this in the last article that I did a couple of days ago. This, 
this whole concept is not science. It is what is known as the belief that the science is valid in something that is not proven to be true. And that belief, in quotes, belief, is called scientism. At this point, science is no longer critical. Uh, it's no longer a critical a critical element or critical thinking it's it's now a belief so it's closer to being a religion this is the the the, the dilemma words nitschke said that words have meaning they have power and this is exactly how this works when it comes to both the truth and the lies people can tell a lie over and over Eventually, the public square will believe it to be true. This is, but if I tell the truth over and over, well, the truth, in the end, it'll come through. But you got to suffer through the, the the damage of the lies first. I believe, uh, and I could be wrong here, but I believe it was Winston Churchill that said that uh, a lie will get halfway around the world before the truth comes out. I think, so That that's the whole uh, damage of, of, of the lies. And when you have really good liars in the public square repeating lies, uh, this is where you get, uh, get into trouble. And this is where we're at now. But thankfully there are those in the Gen X. I think we have some of our generation that are rising to this occasion because they're being rebellious and not going along with, with the herd, they're not going, they're not just uh, simply uh, falling in line here and going along with, uh, with, with the, with, you know, what the media tells, tells them to do or what society tells them to do. They're looking at things objectively and stepping up to the plate to fight. And that's where we are now. And this is my first run and i hope to be doing this a lot more and i just wanted to throw that at you and this is going to conclude my first my first run and uh, i hope you listen i hope you enjoyed it i'll try to polish myself on this and get a little better in front of the microphone and um, uh, hopefully be able to speak to where you know to where you are and if you're listening i very much appreciate it uh, and please subscribe and, uh, you know, let me know what you think. Smash the uh, like button, hit a comment, um, share this out with friends, family, and uh, even your enemies. You know, if you think they're, they're going to be receptive, whether they're receptive or not, share it with them. I don't care. This is, uh, like I said, this is uh, the battle that we're in and this is what we're aiming for. So, have a good day. Visit me. Hit me up on social media. Remember, I'm on Facebook, Getter, under Brandon Ritchie. Um, and, of course, here on the Substack. Stay tuned, and I will be back for more. God bless. Stay strong. Stay focused. Good day.